Real Christianity is often confused and distorted. Imperfect people with imperfect beliefs and imperfect actions have caused many to look upon Christianity with contempt. But few people take issue with Jesus. While Christians are imperfect people, they follow a perfect Jesus. So what does it really mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be a Christian? Join Vintage Church as we learn from the brother of Jesus, James, and discover what it means to live Christianly. Well, good morning. Let's stand together and we are going to read James chapter 2. Verses 14 through 26 together out loud. You can open up your Bible there or you can find the words on the screen. Here we go. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. For the last several weeks, we've been in this series going through the book of James called Christianly. Looking at what it means to follow Jesus, to be a Christian, to live, how? Christianly, right? And we've spent the last several weeks kind of unpacking some of the context and getting to understand a little bit about James and who James was, the brother of Jesus, the pastor of the church at Jerusalem, understanding a little bit of the context about how in this early church in Jerusalem and really all over the known world, the church often consisted of both the rich and the poor. And that was just one issue that seemed to create some form of tension in the church. One difference that created that tension that Christians had to live with and work through and figure out how to coexist and love God and love people together. And what you see over and over, time and time again throughout the book of James, is this reality of what we just read. 
that faith without works is what? Dead. And James is placing a high premium on not just believing the right things about God, but also then living your life in the right way because of God. I want you to think about it like this. Are you familiar with chemistry? Okay, maybe. Maybe maybe not. It's okay. It's been a minute for me too, right? You know, one of the most difficult things I had to learn in high school was when I signed up for Chem 1. Actually, it was like AP Chem because I wanted the extra credits. You know, that was just kind of the student I was. And I signed up for chemistry because it was science. And I got in there and I'm like, wait, why are we talking about numbers? This is science, not math. And that was a difficult lesson that I had to learn. But one of the things I remember about chemistry is I remember about, you know, when you take different elements and you put them together and they form things, right? Is everybody, you can nod your head if you're with me, you know what I'm talking about. So like when you take sodium and you take chloride and you put them together, what do you get? You're both right, right? Yes, of course, you get sodium chloride and that becomes table salt, Right? Or you take uh, hydrogen and you take oxygen and you put those together, what do you get? H2O, otherwise known as water, right? So when you're thinking about chemicals, sometimes these chemicals do a lot on their own. Like, for instance, we all need oxygen. If we don't have oxygen, what happens? We die, right? But we also need oxygen and hydrogen together because if we don't have water, what do we do? We die, right? Your body is like 70% water. Our earth is like 70% water. You need H2O. And what I want you to think about is in the same way that chemicals or elements can come together to form absolutely essential compounds for life, what James is getting at is the same is true for faith and works. That in order to be a Christian, in order to follow Jesus, you have to have what? Faith and works. They go together. So look at what James says. The first thing I want you to get at and see is this. Works show faith. Everybody say works show faith. Look at verse 18. James writes, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. So there's this hypothetical argument that James is making. You have the faith, I have works, but James says, show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Works show faith. Question for you. How do people know you are a Christian? If you know me, one of the things that you know about me is that I am a reader, Now, how do you know that? You probably have never sat with me in my chair, which happens to be broken in my office. If you're looking to buy me a Christmas gift, I need a new recliner because my kids and my dog broke my chair. (laughs) He's listening. I appreciate that. 
So you might not be there with me. But if you just go down the hallway and you go up the stairs to my office and you walk into my office, if you've ever been in there, what's in my office? A lot of books, almost 1,500 to be exact. And if you walk into that office and you see all of these books, you're probably thinking, well, maybe you're thinking there's no way he's read all these books, right? And that's true. I haven't read all of them. Sometimes I just buy books because I want books, right? Sometimes they're reference books. You know, you don't sit down at home and read your dictionary, right? But if you walked into my office and you saw all the books, you would assume Dustin is a reader, And what James is getting at is that in order to assume that someone is a Christian, you can't see what they believe. But you should be able to look on the outside of how they live their life, and based on how they live their life, the works that they do, you could say what? They're a Christian. So the question for you and I is how do people know that you are a Christian. James says, I show you my faith by my works. Another way to say that is it is working faith. Look at what he says in verses 14 through 17. He gives an example of what this looks like. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. What I want you to see is this, love shows faith. I think a helpful way to read the book of James is that anytime you read the word works, just substitute it with the word love. Look at what Jesus says in the Gospel of John, John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. He says, a new commandment, he's talking to his disciples, nearing his crucifixion and death. I give to you a new commandment that you what? Love. That you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And then look at what he says about this kind of love. By this, by this love, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus is saying, look, if you want people to know that you are my disciples, they will see that you are my disciples, not based on what you say you believe, but on how you love one another. Works show faith. But secondly, I think what James is getting at is that faith works with works. Look at what he says in verse 22, the very beginning. He says, you see that faith was active along with his works. Key word there being active. We asked the question earlier, how do people know that you're a Christian? Let me ask this question. How do you know you're a Christian? 
Verses 19 through 21, James says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Then he gives another example that they would have known and understood. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? See, James highlights something here for us. He says, you believe that God is one. If you're Thinking about scripture and you're familiar with scripture, you should immediately go back to Deuteronomy 6 here. It's the Shema. It's the hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And that confession was the confession of a Jew. And what Christians did is they took that and they just picked it up and to say that's our confession, but we're saying more that not only God is one, but Jesus is Lord. And so what James is getting at is like, great, that's fantastic. It's great that you believe that God is one. But guess what? Even the demons know that. They know that this is an objective reality, that this is who God is. But does that change what the demons do? No. Because you and I, as followers of Jesus, we need to believe that God is one. Yes, we need to believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the unity of God and the triunity of God at the same time. But we also have to allow who God is affect us in such a way that we begin to not only love God, but love people at the same time. Christianity is not just belief. Faith works with works. I don't know about you, but have you ever had that moment in life when you've tried to do something really hard by yourself? And it's like the most painful thing you've ever experienced because you're like, I can't do this and this at the same time to complete this project. I thought about our fill the fridge Every month, the third Saturday of every month, we have probably 15 to 20 different volunteers here 12 months out of the year. It is impossible, and that is not an overstatement. It is impossible to serve and love the people that we serve and love without the help we receive from you as Vintage Church and all the other groups that come to give their time. And in the same way that fill the fridge cannot happen without other people coming to work together, what James is getting at is that our belief, our faith in God cannot work without what? Works. He literally says that it is active, our faith is active along with his works. Another way to put that is that faith was working together with his works. One commentator says it like this. He says, James' emphasis is on their inseparability, not on distinguishing them or on the sequential relationship. The emphasis that James is making is that you cannot have one without the other. If you have faith, you have to have works. If you have works, you have to have faith. They go together. What I think we're getting at here is this reality. Faith works with love. 1 John chapter 3, 
The Apostle John writes this, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? By the way, just pause for a moment. Does that not sound incredibly similar to what James just said? Right? Almost the exact same scenario. And then John gives us the emphasis here. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and what? And truth. And you know the key word there is not in deed and word and truth, but it's just the word and. Even John is saying this isn't an either or. This is a both and situation. You have to have both. Faith works with work. Faith works with love. And just if we miss it, John gives us the example of who we're to imitate and who we're to follow. He begins this entire section by saying, who laid down his life for us? Jesus. And he says, listen, Jesus laid down his life for us us so we ought to lay down our life for others that's love the way that the bible describes love is it is a self-sacrificing it is a way of saying look i have this you don't have this how can i sacrifice to take care of the need that you have you might not lay down your physical life, but there is something that you have that you can lay down so that the person who doesn't have it can have it. Jesus laid down his life so that we could have what? Life. He went to the cross and died, not for his sin, but for our sin. And by the way, Jesus was fully man and fully what? God. And God is life itself. He is the source of life. So Jesus, as being fully God and fully human, went to the cross, laid down his life, but then took his life up, being resurrected from the grave, and then thereby giving us what? life and having forgiveness from our sins we can be reconciled to God and experience the life that God created us for and what James is getting at what John is getting at is that's what it looks like to have faith working with works or faith working with love but it's not just that they work together James goes on to say that faith is perfected by works. Look at the end of verse 22. He says, and faith was completed by his works. So the question is, how are you growing as a Christian? How are you growing as a Christian? The word complete is the same word that we read in chapter 1. If you remember in James chapter 1, I believe it was verse 14, it talks about uh, being complete or whole or lacking nothing. 
And what James is getting at here is he's getting at the same reality. Instead of it just being about us, he's talking about our faith. And he's saying, your faith is not complete. Your faith is not whole without what? Works or love. One of the things in my house right now that drives me up a wall is when my children take a dish and they utilize that dish, right? I'm glad for that. We, we have dishes for a reason. But then they think that it's enough to just put the dish in the sink. When they could rinse the dish and place the dish in the dishwasher, the work would then be what? Complete. James is saying the same thing. James is saying, great, you believe this about God, but you've left your faith in the sink. Pick up your faith and place it in the dishwasher. <laughs> Complete it with works. Complete it with love. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to talk about appropriate response in sermons after this <laughs> sermon. Our faith is perfected by works. Again, Scott McKnight says this, faith finds its intended shape the way it's meant to be when it is working. The idea is something being brought to its full realization, its divinely intended design and form. Faith is perfected. By love. I think it's so interesting what Paul says here in Galatians chapter 5. Look at Galatians 5 verse 6. And he's making a, kind of a different argument, if you will, than what James is making. But he's saying the same thing. He says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. He's talking about following the law here. Right? And he's talking about like, listen, whether you're circumcised or you're uncircumcised, that's not going to save you. But what does he say? Only faith working through what? Love. So Paul is saying, like, look, the end of the day, whether you're circumcised, whether you're a Jew or you're uncircumcised, you're a Gentile, none of that really matters. What matters to God is faith working through love. James says the exact same thing. The way in which our faith is completed, made whole, perfected, is when it is demonstrated through love. It's then that it is perfected it's then when it has become whole lastly works fulfill faith look at verse 23 and the scripture was fulfilled that says abraham believed god and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of god Last question I want you to think about is what's the point of being a Christian? 
James is saying that his understanding of the faith-work relationship is fulfilled by Genesis 15. Genesis 15 being God reckoning Abraham as righteous. There's a whole big debate throughout church history right here. Because Paul seems to say one thing and James seems to say another thing. And how do we understand what in the world is going on? Because what we do know is that even though James wrote this and Paul wrote his letters, it's the Holy Spirit working through both James and Paul. And so the Holy Spirit would not contradict himself. So how do we understand what's going on? Again, I want you to go back and look at verse 24. James says these words, this is verbatim, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Now, look at what Paul says in Romans chapter 3, verse 28, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. (laughs) What? Are these not saying the opposite things? And I think what you have to understand is that, in fact, James and Paul are not contradicting each other. But they're talking about works in different ways. So you have to remember Paul's audience and his purpose in writing a lot of what he wrote about when he was talking about the law and he was talking about the works of the law. See, what Paul was getting at is that you can't perform The law, you can't be getting circumcised or doing all the things that the Old Testament tells you to do to earn God's favor. Because ultimately, God's favor comes from what? Grace. It's a gift. It's not something that you can earn. There's no way to earn God's favor. You will never muster up enough good works and good deeds to earn God's favor. It is an act of grace. And that's what Paul is saying. That faith is uh, being justified by faith alone is what saves you. Because it's grace. God declares you righteous simply by believing in him, and it is a gift. But what James is saying is he's saying something different. He's not contradicting that. He is simply saying, look, if you have faith in God, it should be matched by how you live your life. It should be matched by love. See how they're they're not saying opposite things. They're saying the same thing, they're just talking about different things. Our faith is brought to the right fulfillment when we work. I love how C.S. Lewis describes this in Mere Christianity. Because if you're like me, there's probably plenty of people in your life that you're like, I don't know if I can love those people. And this is what C.S. Lewis says. He says, the rule for all of us is perfectly simple. Do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you loved someone, you will presently come to love him. God just tells us to love people. Do you ever catch that and notice that in the scriptures? 
God is not concerned about whether or not you actually love them. He just says, no, I just want you to love them. And I think C.S. Lewis gets at the heart of what God is trying to teach us, is that if we will just love people, regardless of whether or not we feel love for them, in time, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and our lives that our loving actions begin to turn into loving feelings. Love fulfills faith. Look at what Paul says, Romans chapter 13. And here's just a reminder where, again, James and Paul are not saying different things. Paul writes this, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. This is part of why Paul can say, Don't go pursuing the law to earn salvation. Find fulfillment in God's grace and then pursue the law to simply love one another. Verse 9, for the commandments, now he's summarizing the back end of the Ten Commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If that sounds familiar, it should. Because someone really important said the same thing. His name was Jesus. And if you forgot that, that's pretty much what James said last week from Pastor Weaver's sermon. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, what does Paul say? Love is the fulfilling of the law. Love fulfills faith. If you truly believe God and you are truly a Christian, then what will overflow from your faith is love. I don't know if you picked this up as we were reading this section. But James describes faith without love in four different ways. In verse 14, he says that it's no good. In verse verse 14 again, he says that this kind of faith cannot save. In verses 17 through 20, or in 17 and 26, he says this kind of faith is dead. And then in verse 20, he calls this kind of faith useless. I thought about that this week and just reflecting on the goodness of faith with love, the fact that faith with love can save, the fact that faith with love is alive, and the fact that faith with love is useful. And I started to think about what I shared at the beginning, how when you take two different elements or chemicals that, you know, they have their use separately, but when you bring them together, it does something more. And I thought about that in light of like being a kid again. 
I've got two chemicals here. Sodium bicarbonate. Does anybody know what that is? It's baking soda. And acetic acid. Does anybody know what that is? It's vinegar, right? I had a lot cooler experiment for you this morning, but then I discovered that it puts off a poisonous gas. (laughs) And I figured the best thing would be to not poison you this morning. But I want you to think about your faith and your works. It's mint. Uh Uh-oh. It's meant to work together. It's meant to create a reaction. If you just have your faith and you don't have works, James says it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. If you have works and you do good things and you show love to people, but you don't believe that Jesus is the source of those works and love, then those works really aren't that great. See, what James is getting at is this reality. Our faith in God works with and finds fulfillment in our love for people. Our faith in God works with and finds fulfillment in our love for people. To be a Christian is to know God. But to be a Christian is to love people. May we do both of those and may we do them well. Let's pray. Father, may we have faith May you strengthen our faith in you and in your Son and in your Holy Spirit. But may our faith in you not stand by itself. May our faith in you be matched by the way that we love other people. May our faith be alive because we love other people. Strengthen our faith by our works. And as we love other people this week, may you remind us that our ability to love them and to serve them is only possible because we have been loved and served by you. We love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for joining the Vintage Church NOLA podcast. If you're enjoying this content, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week.